okay, there, there are a few times where I admit that I can be odd. Specifically for this whole podcast. But for once I have to ask myself, Connor, what the f*** were you thinking? How does one book for Santa? What, what, what do you do to somehow book Santa to think I can't How the f*** do you book Santa? Why did I put out a Twitter poll saying that you can vote for Santa? Nobody books Santa! The closest thing is probably the Christmas f***ing creature! Why? Why? I... Just... Okay, you've got... You've got a week. You've got some time. You, you know, there's the... You, you haven't forgot about anything. You're, you're resilient. <laughs> you, you're good. There is nobody else that I have to... Oh... Santa! I got a fallen fray! On this week's episode of the Wrestling with Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing the Harbinger of Doom. It's Carrion Cross! What are my thoughts on his recent NXT return? What do I think he's gonna do with Finn Balor? And where on earth will he go next? So for now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Santa is haunting my nightmares. Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast. Or if this is your first time, hello. I don't know where you're from. My name is Connor, and yes, I'm not going to lie to you, I forgot I had to do this episode. So for those of you who did not know, I posted a poll on Twitter asking who I should cover next week, assuming I only had a week to do this, I'm fine. And I put down Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, uh, this week's episode, Carrion Cross, and Santa. And I admit, I, I, I gambled on myself. I, you know, I could book Santa, but I didn't think people would vote for it. So yes, this is the situation that we find ourselves in. This week we're doing Carrying Cross, but on Christmas Eve, we are going to be making storylines based around Santa. And spoilers for some of this: they're not all during Christmas. So. Check out that in Christmas Eve, but I don't want to go off too much of a tangent. We're talking about Carrion Cross, who, as we, as you may or may not know, if you're listening to this podcast, has recently returned. And it looks like he has his sights back on the NXT Championship, which, oh, I'm excited for that. You got Finn Balor and his kind of new Prince gimmick, which is basically him saying... Yes, let's use all of the insider terms, and I'm really cool. Versus Carrion Cross, who... He, he just kind of wants to kill everybody, doesn't he? I don't know why. I, I don't know why, but it's also weirdly mystical. Like his feud with Keith Lee just opened a book and fire came out of it. What What is Carrion Cross's thing? Other than he is very big and he beats people. 
he's a harbinger of doom who can su summon fire. Does he have, like, one of those secret demonic packs that he's just not mentioned to the roster before he got signed? I, I, I'm really curious how that fire book thing came about. But, that's getting too far off this week. You're here, potentially, for those of you who have not seen this show before, for me to randomly pitch storyline ideas, potentially, that are good or bad. I don't know. You decide. And, of course, this week I think it was very hard for me to think about it, because I think Carrion Cross is such a strong, dominant character that... I, I have this big fear that a lot of his storylines could be potentially samey. Just because of his size, his physique, his look. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it could be potentially difficult to book storylines around Carrion Cross. And not around his opponent. Take the Keith Lee example before. The whole story, even though it was about Carrion Cross's big dominant rise up the NXT ladder. Was also about... Keith Lee. It felt a lot more about Keith Lee. Like the whole thing with Donovan Dijakovic getting injured and then the fireball in Keith Lee's face and the support from me again. It didn't feel like a Karrion Cross feud. It felt like a Keith Lee feud. And that's what I really hope I can get about with this booking, or at least kind of ideas, is to at least try and make the stories a little bit more about Karrion. Because we don't know much about Carrion, and I hope I can change that. So, let's bring on the first idea, and it's going to be a very rough ride. Leon Ruff! Yes, I said Leon Ruff. Not Tommaso Ciampa, not Pete Dunne. Not Walter, but Leon Ruff. Now you might be wondering, why Leon? He just lost the North American title to Johnny Gargano. He's currently in this thing with The Way. I don't know The Way, but apparently they know The Way. They know all of The Ways. And it feels like it wouldn't really make sense. Leon Roth is still kind of a new guy who's kind of being billed as this rookie rising up who got a lucky win for the North American title but has kind of been his building block for his character, kind of not to be underestimated, against Karrion Cross, who I don't know if he was one of the few people who he did squash, but I feel like that might have been the case, potentially. But that has nothing to do with why I'd want this match to happen. First of all, what we know about Karrion Cross at this point is that his whole character has been TikTok. He wants to destroy what NXT is. That's kind of the way that I think of Karrion Cross's character. So, for him, I imagine that it's these... Kind of what you imagine what indie wrestling is. These super athletic, high-flying guys who take a lot of risks... But to little and no reward. Carrying Cross, I think, is kind of a throwback to that kind of early 2000s. Not early 2000s. I say like mid 2005 or 6. This is not 
a like insult to him because I really like Karrion Cross's in ring work. But he's a bit like a 2005-2006 WWE wrestler. I think kind of like... Maybe like Kane? No, no, not Kane. This is going to sound like an insult, but this is only because I recently watched a video like Snitsky. That's a very bad comparison, but bear with me. Kind of that powerhouse menacing threat. Which a lot of wrestling especially in WWE, kind of lacks. Like, you've got big guys like Braun Strowman and Keith Lee who are just big, powerful monsters. But they don't exude the menacing threat that Karrion Cross does. And Karrion Cross to me, is kind of, in the words of Vince McMahon, NXT's equivalent of a lethal dose of poison. He's the guy who, when you watch him, he is going to destroy everything that you think about modern-day NXT and WWE. These super high-flying athletic guys who are essentially these, like, resilient baby faces. Look at Johnny Gargano, Leon Ruff, as we're already alluding to through discussing this. Uh... I'm trying to think of more people off the top of my head. The entire Cruiserweight division. There we go. And for me, Leon Roth is the antithesis of what Karrion Cross would likely despise. This up-and-coming guy who got to the top of a particular division within NXT by many would assume complete luck. And the way that I would kind of think of this dynamic is that it's it's like the biggest supervillain in your roster versus one of the, like, regular human beings in Leon Ruff. You know, the guy who's just building up to be a superhero. Think, as Leon Ruff said in an interview, you're Miles Morales. You're sort of Spider-Man in training compared to Peter Parker. And you build it as this big underdog story of Leon Ruff building himself up in the ranks. You know, maybe he gets a lucky win over Johnny Gargano. That's a decisive one. And then Karrion Cross appears. This big hulking behemoth who's just on a rampage in order to get back to the NXT Championship. The title that he never lost. And so, of course... You have your initial thing with Scarlet Baldo, who's kind of the harbinger of the demon that is Karrion Cross, come up to Leon Roth after that very big victory. And he just places the, like, sands of time that we have with this character. What, what is the connection? <laughs> and just places it there. And it's just gradually ticking down. And Leon Roth has it with him in so many of these other, like, backstage segments, just looking on at it. And he's wondering, like, should I fight Karrion Cross, this big hulking behemoth who arguably is kind of haunting him at this point? Because what I think is very good that you can do with Karrion Cross is make him this looming figure. Sort of occur with kind of the stuff with Adam Cole and then the stuff with Keith Lee. He's kind of he has Scarlet, which I think is excellent as a messenger. And I think you can build Karrion Cross up by having this 
resilient up-and-coming star just being killed by this guy. Hell, if you want to plan the match around it, I can totally see Leon Roth diving, getting caught by Cross, uh, Roth countering it, but heading back in the ring to do another dive, doesn't work, tries it again, then he tries it again, and then Karrion Cross just absolutely flattens the man. Does this get over Leon Roth? Potentially, because it's Karrion Cross, this looming threat who was a former NXT champion. What does it do for Karrion Cross, you may ask? Well, for me, it establishes that sort of dominant force that we've only just started to see sort of resurface. You need time to rebuild him back up. And the way that NXT books, you need to have him get put over these kind of popular baby faces. And I think Leon Roth's a great example of that. So that's kind of how I would book that type of initial thing. Carrying Cross just saying that he's going to destroy everything because they took NXT took away my arm. I'm going to take away this roster's entire career. And it all starts with Leon Ruff. Maybe even if you want to add additional stakes for his feuds going forward, have Leon Ruff be sent to the hospital. Sorry, local medical facility. That's an important thing to distinction. And with it, I say with that, you can build from such a situation. And in a surprising turn of events, well, not really surprising, we can really see a demon emerge. Finn. Finn, Finn, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, go Balor, you're the demon. Right now I'm not really the demon. Could have fought Brock if I was the demon. You know that nobody wants to F with the demon. It's Finn Balor. Thank you, ADCs of Wrestling. I miss your podcast. So, yes, Finn Balor, kind of the obvious choice. Cross is, like, chasing after the NXT title once again. Scarlet's already had this thing on NXT. I think it's going to be an awesome match, so why not make an idea for it? I feel this is the perfect time to bring back the demon. Because in NXT continuity, it's not that it's not as strong as it is in WWE. The demon's lost in NXT before. Take your mind back to NXT TakeOver The End, where... He did indeed lose to Samoa Joe. Why is that information relevant? Well, as we, as I've already alluded to with what I think Karrion Cross's character is, he's the doomsday of NXT. Finn Balor was the face of that brand. Up until... Actually, I think he, up until Adam Cole breaking the record, he had the longest reigning NXT title reign. He was very much... I think, one of NXT's Mount Rushmore, if you want to take it in American terms. I'm British, I don't know these things. So, you build this match as Doomsday versus the Demon, because you know what, I love my taglines for feuds. And you build that Carrion Cross can definitely beat Finn Balor. You can have maybe a 
I don't know. I'm assuming you can have a mixed tag match with Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux because I think you can have her debut because she can wrestle. She she can wrestle against I don't know Finn Balor and my head says a returning Tegan Knox because Tegan Knox kind of is this modern NXT's equivalent of Bailey. She's kind of that adorable face who you kind of just want to win. I feel like that's a good fit for this. And you have that mixed tag match, and you have Karrion Cross beat Finn Balor clean in the middle of the ring. You know the classic NXT or WWE trap. What's going to happen if he beats him on Sunday? But of course, Karrion Cross says, I've eradicated Finn Balor, but I haven't eradicated the demon. TikTok Finn. TikTok. And you know what? If you guys saw SmackDown recently where Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso just beat the S word out of Kevin Owens, you know what? I wouldn't be against Karrion Cross doing that week after week. Almost just trying to beat the at living S word out of him till the demon appears. And you can have this very cool demon return because we haven't seen the demon in like Eight or nine months, maybe even longer. I think it might be over a year at this point. That's a big return. Book that. That sounds very fun. And you build to whatever takeover we're going next. Finn Bauer versus Karrion Cross, And just have this very cool thing. You can have maybe Bauer no-sell some of them Karrion Cross Saido suplexes. If you want to... Protect? I don't know what you want to do with Karrion Cross's sleeper. If you want to protect it or not. Maybe even have it where in the mixed tag match that I was suggesting, he chokes out Finn Balor and he's asleep unconscious. But as the demon, he does that. And, you know, he's in there and he's nearly passed out for a bit, but he reawakens. You know the classic sleeper hold spot. And Finn Balor's out there with a little tongue out, just like, you You know. You know what Finn does as the demon, the wacky antics of a demon. And I just think it would be a kick-ass match. I'm very excited for this match. For me, I I don't see Finn winning. I think it's set in stone that Karrion Cross is going to win that belt back. I think the stars aligned for him. They clearly had to like stop it at the most soul-crushing time for Karrion Cross. I think they just want to put the belt back on him. Plus, having him beat an established star like Finn Balor, I think is a good move. You save a lot of potential opponents, and you can also re-solidify some other stuff that Finn Balor had as a goal. Like, remember a few months ago, we was kind of aiming for the North American title? That could be fun. And you build Karrion Cross as this unstoppable beast. Hell, you can have it where the reason Finn Balor's kind of upset with Karrion Cross is the fact that he beat up Leon Roth. Maybe a guy who he kind of sees as a young Finn Balor in his old New Japan days. Remember Apollo 35? If you don't, look it up. He used to come out to, you're the best around. No one's ever gonna take you down until Karrion Cross does. And yeah, it's a very simple, basic bones type of thing. But I think it could work. So let's move on to the next thing. And I think we're going to need a lot more than just Finn Balor, baby. 
Cole. Now, I think this is kind of a clear one, if you guys remember Adam Cole's NXT title reign. He was the one initially given the warning, and nothing came about it. Nothing. They just left it there. Looming. And I understand you didn't want to do heel versus heel. I get it. That's really hard to do. But god damn it, I think the UE's a babyface team now. And I want to see Karrion Cross versus Adam Cole. I get it. Kyle O'Reilly is technically the main event star of that group right now. And I love that. It's great to see Kyle doing stuff. But god damn it, Adam Cole was the former leader of that group as the longest reigning NXT champion in history. Let's do something with it. Let's do the thing. Let's have a very awesome match between Adam Cole and Karrion Cross, all built around the fact that the Undisputed Era, now that the whole thing with Pat McAfee is done, is on their quest to reclaim an era of gold in NXT. Karrion Cross, of course, I believe at this point will be NXT champion, as I probably alluded to with the Finn Balor thing. This is oddly like a weird storyline continuity. I never intended this, but we've got a whole through line. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. So, at this point, Karrion Cross beating the living S word out of Finn Balor. He sent Leon Roth to the hospital. And of course, now he's he's riding high and dry with his NXT championship. Nobody can oppose him. Week to week, he's having these squash matches against local enhancement talent A, B, C, and Sean Maluta. And yes, he's doing his thing. But then Adam Cole gets in the picture, and he just stands there. And then the Undisputed Era, like a pack of wolves, just start laying into Karrion Cross, And they send a message, kind of, if you think back to the Undisputed Era debut, it harbingers back to that. I, I quite like to see that, that would be fun. As they're now one of the only threats left to take on this doomsday of Karrion Cross, who's essentially destroying everything that NXT stood for. These wild, rebellious groups, the alternative to WWE. And yeah, you build that up as kind of a story that Karrion Cross is destroying everything that's made NXT great. I may not like the rest of these guys on this roster. Leon Ruff, despise him. Hell, send Pat McAfee to an open wood fire. But I love NXT. The Undisputed Era is NXT. Karrion Cross, you are not NXT. You're, you're a lethal poison. And build that thing, because I think that sounds very fun. Now, let me explain why I think this could work for Karrion Cross. Up until this point, Karrion Cross has been put in these singles matches, very high-profile singles matches, stuff with like Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, the big thing with Keith Lee, Don Dominic Dijakovic. And you never really seen him against the odds, especially as a heel. He's an incredibly dominant heel. And one of the biggest problems of being a dominant heel is you kind of need to get your comeuppets once in a while to make the baby faces look really good. 
And I don't think there's a lot of people on that roster who can believably do that with Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross right now is the NXT equivalent of Brock Lesnar. He's your final boss. And honestly, apart from maybe Champa before him, there hasn't really been a big final boss of NXT in terms of heels. Andrade was kind of the second fiddle to Gargano and Champa's feud. Alistair Black was kind of, again, the exact same thing. Drew McIntyre, who I thought was going to be a big babyface, maybe turn heel, got taken up by Andrade. And Bobby, Bobby Roode? I mean, he was kind of a cocky heel, but he didn't really do much, so to speak. Kevin Owens was just kind of manipulative towards Sami Zayn. We haven't had that big final boss. Which I think is Karrion Cross. And what better way to have this final boss be taken on than the longest reigning NXT champion in the company's history? And probably a future top star. He's been in probably the most War Games matches with the faction. He is highly successful. He's probably, he's a triple crown champion, arguably, because he's held technically the NXT tag titles for a bit. The North American title is the inaugural champion, then NXT title run. And I feel this is kind of a feud about Adam Cole trying to remake history. And for Karrion Cross, it's a story about cementing history. A guy who's taken on all of the faces of NXT and has destroyed them. And by proxy, he becomes the face of NXT. There's no Rap Rushmore anymore with Karrion Cross. It's just him who stands atop of NXT. A man who's beaten every generation of NXT talent. From Finn Balor to go to Leon Ruff as a current one to tie it back into everything we've talked about. And then Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa. You've got essentially probably one of the most dominant champions if you think about it in that context. So you build this underdog thing with Adam Cole because you haven't really had a chance to see that. He's got a lot of moves which you can kind of, I think, play off well with sort of carrying across his moveset of suplexes. His whole, like, sleeper hold, I think, could be very fun to counter. Plus, imagine the spot. If Adam Cole could lift up Karrion Cross and hit that sort of suplex knee drop he kind of does. That would be fun. Plus the Panama Sunrise. That is such a babyface move. Plus, imagine the reaction if Karrion Cross beat Adam Cole. And the whole of faction, essentially. You've solidified this unstoppable monster who is basically dominant against probably the biggest faction that NXT's ever had. And plus, multiple of its, like, top champions who have been carrying this brand. Some who are still present today. I I don't think there's any better way to build a monster like Carrion Cross. For me, I don't know who you'd have take the title off of him. In that type of scenario. But. If I was to solicit. A potential. Challenger. Who might win it. Well. I think you're going to need more than an empire. 
but someone who really respects the man, so to speak. Walter or Walter. How do people pronounce it now? I've heard both interpretations. As far as I know, it's like Guten Tag, ich heiße Walter, uh, ich liebe Wasser, Wasser Walter, Wasser Walter Walter. I don't know what you call Walter, but either way, I want NXT UK Championship versus the NXT Championship. In case you didn't hear me, why has this not been done yet? Like, this kind of feels like a thing that you would do with the brand. If you have an NXT UK, build the fact that you have this totem pole. Imperium has been all about the sacredness of the mat. The sacredness of in-ring competition. And what better competition would be the doomsday of NXT? Plus... It's the only other horse match I can think of without bringing back Keith Lee. And why not do this? Hell, I missed, I low-key really liked Worlds Collide. Remember Worlds Collide? NXT UK versus UK stars. Or NXT UK versus NXT stars. That was fun. Why don't they treat that like the NXT equivalent of Survivor Series, you know? Champion versus champion, teams, Hell, you can have the cross-band, cross-promotion, which they already kind of do with NXT. Do it vice versa. That could be fun. Really build up that NXT UK brand. Get people's attention of it. Because people should probably see NXT UK. You have Volta on your show, and you're doing nothing with him. Do something with Volta. He's good. He's a big, beefy boy who chops the living S-word out of people. I want to see a chop battle between Karrion Cross and Walter, and I want to see Karrion Cross struggle to chop him as hard as Walter does. Plus, yet you have another equalizer for Karrion Cross to kind of challenge him a bit. Try and see him cytosuplex Walter. That could be cool. Plus, if you do, gets him over a bit. Plus, if you want to build it a bit, do cross-brand things. You have Scarlet, who could be your inter-brand demon of death or harbinger of it. Maybe she makes a surprise thing on NXT UK after Walter defends it against A-Kid. I don't know. I'm looking at the clips on WWE. And, you know, the classic timer or hell, if you want. Have a watch that is for UK time and American time, you know. Have little hints there of Worlds Collide. And you build that match of inter-brand supremacy. Because if you're going to have an NXT UK, you may as well use some of the talent. Hell, shocker, you might get them over. That's what you really need from this. It's exposure for Walter. It solidifies, once again, Karrion Cross is a beast. Because he needs to be treated like a beast. He's got a goddamn deer on his back. Plus, it's just a very fun match, isn't it? Walter has this incredibly dominant reign that looks like it's not going to end anytime soon. You've got Karrion Cross, who I think at this point, or in the future, is going to have a reign that isn't really going to end anytime soon. Two big behemoths going against each other. There's still an appeal for that. 
Why not? Plus, both guys can move. Hell, if you want to do some intergender wrestling stuff, I know that's an incredibly subjective thing. But if you want to get Karrion Cross to be pissed, why not put Scarlet through a table? Like we've said, she's a wrestler. She can take bumps. And yeah, do that. Hell, you can have this thing if you want to humanize Karrion Cross a little bit. What's he like without this angel on his shoulder? Which is kind of how his entrance is represented with fallen prey. Hell, it would be very weird and foreboding to just see him do stuff on his own. You know, without a harbinger to send the message. He's just on a complete rampage to anyone who stares him in the face. By doing that, you essentially build these big, gigantic killers colliding. Conveniently titled for the pay-per-view, Worlds Collide. And just have this very fun, kick-ass match. Hell, you can have Walter win, and you can have Karrion Cross win, and you don't really lose anything with it. Because both guys are big and beefy, and they're both dominant features of their brand. And whoever wins looks like a big monster. And the other guy is still just as big, because in the build, he's beaten the living S-word out of the other guy. Sometimes that's all you need. Hell, if you just have two people beating the living S-word out of each other, see Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, you can get over with anything. Hell... That whole match built the Fight Forever chant for years to come. And hell, they didn't even have a match before then. Or a type of build other than Nakamura just staring into the camera and saying, Sami Zayn. Something. I will see you in Dallas. And you know what? It's simple booking, but I think it's an effective form of booking if you want to book these two. You can't really have them do anything particularly goofy, and if they're across from two different sides of the pond, I think that's a good idea, especially since I think NXT UK is taped a lot, and NXT is live. You can get away with having these foreboding things with Scarlet there, keep some eyes on the product there. And if you want Walter to come in, we've seen it with Pac going to AEW. You can do that. It may take two weeks, but... That can be a decent amount of time to book Karrion Cross to be just as effective as ever. Maybe have another title defense, say against, I don't know, Timothy Thatcher? Or Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed's a good shout. Just for being another big guy who he can just chuck around. Yeah. So that's kind of all the basic ideas I can think of of Karrion Cross. It's kind of very hard. I think I went against some of the promises I've made. But hey, we had a full story arc for this thing, unintentionally. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. I don't have this much continuity in anything I do for these booking things. So, with that in mind, we're on the last segment for this bit before other things. So, hooray! It's fantasy fumble, ladies and gentlemen. So, for those of you who don't know what fantasy fumble is, fantasy fumble is this segment of the podcast near the end where. I basically just give up on making legitimate booking. I try and make the weirdest, wackiest storyline that I can come up with that can somewhat make sense. And just to keep in mind, for those who have not seen this before, all of this is pretty much improvised. I do not prep this other than just two people who I think, two or a single person, who I think could be in this feud, and it would be really stupid. 
So, without further ado, Fantasy Fumble will begin in 3, 2, 1, Fumble! Let the dumpster fire begin! Yeah, so... You know wrestlers need time off, right? So, Scarlet Bordeaux, you know, harbinger of death that she is, of course she needs some time off from potentially threatening people's lives. So, for this story, Scarlet Bordeaux is off doing things, having a little holiday. And Karrion Cross is sitting in his convenient little deer cave. So I imagine he's got like this weird antler shelter. I don't know. He's got a deer on his back. And he's just sitting there, you know, wondering who he should take on next. Harbinger of death, killer of all, a true cross of the NXT division. And then, in a shocking turn of events, the fashion files appear. It's the return of Tyler Breeze and Fandango, Breezango! And, of course, Karrion Cross is annoyed. He's pissed. These men are in his secret deer chamber. Why are they in his deer chamber? So he chases them. He chases them back and forth across the NXT arena, running from these places. But of course he can't get close to them because it's not in a wrestling ring. It's still an NXT. Social distancing, holy S word. They can't get to him because he's just in his wrestling gear. He needs to dress like he's a part of the fashion police. So week to week, it is a story of Karrion Cross trying to be the true bringer of destruction, testing out clothing, varying from a short shorts and jeans, t-shirts, tank tops, something just to get to a closer proximity of Brizango. Of course, it doesn't quite work. The fashion police are famous for their disguises, such as the janitor, and the janitor, and so on, to a point where they can't quite reach him. So it gets to a point on the special event, New Year's Evil of NXT. Yes, I'm keeping this in continuity, fellas. Where Karrion Cross, dressed in a full-on trench coat and a Rizango t-shirt, disguising himself with a wig and glasses, finds the fashion police. Of course, he attempts to assault them. Of course, it doesn't quite work out because the fashion police were in disguise themselves as Carrion Cross. They are Versace and Prey. At this point, Carrion Cross has lost all thought of what he could do next. So he threatens William Regal. He tells them, I do not care what you do, just tick tock. I want the fashion police. They will all fall and pray. So we get to next week. Brizango are in a wi wing. They're in the ring, but hell, they have wings. Because they want to fall and pray, just like Karrion Cross does. And they stand there, waiting for him. They hear the entrance music. Scarlet isn't here. There's no way she's going to be walking out. But then... They just look out to the audience, thinking, where is Karrion Cross? But then they see this disguise, this very tall, burly man dressed as Tyler Breeze. 
the fashion model Tyler Breeze. And then they quickly realize it's Karrion Cross. That's right, it's the next match. Karrion Cross versus them. It's a match against the former NXT Tag Team Champions and the former NXT Champion, disguised and dressed as Tyler Breeze. Hitting Saido Suplex, Saido Suplex, putting the wig on Fandango, Saido Suplex, stripping it all off because now it's a match. He can wear his proper wrestling ring gear and not be criticized for it. And then he hits the silencer, not on just Fandango, but also Tyler Breeze. And in a few moments, he submits both of them at the same time. So at the end of this, he walks back to his tear cave, finding Scarlet, harbinger of death, saying that he is incredible, he is strong, he is for all types of fashion that can all fall and pray. Huh. I don't know how to end this. Other than... A huge thank you to everyone who's been recently listening to the podcast. Uh, I posted something on Twitter recently just saying, just thank you for all of this. And, you know, I'm still new to sort of the pro wrestling podcast community. But everyone was just so nice and supportive. So, you know, that that's really cool of you guys. So, if you're one of these people who did that and you're listening to the end of this, thank you so much for doing that. It's... It's awesome to see how far this thing has come. And, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Other than, Jesus Christ, I now have to book Santa. Ah. So, if you want to know when that's coming out, I already said Christmas Eve. But if you want to get updates on it, you can follow me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper, Or you can follow me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. And yeah, next time you hear this podcast, I'm going to need to think about how to book Santa. Up and coming talent Santa Claus with Santa's strong style. So, I hope you guys enjoy that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember everyone, wrestling can always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.